The Pasik says, Lozavulan Omar, Tzvulan he said, Smach Zvulan Bitesakha Rejoice Zvulan when you go out to business and you sakhar in your tent. This Pasik explains the partnership that took place between Shevet Yesachar and Shevet Zavulan, that the members of the Shevet Yesachar devoted their time studying Tyra, learning Tyra, while the members of Zavulan were merchants, they lived near the sea, they were engaged in, in, in uh, business. Rashi explains that this is why Shevet Zavulan here is mentioned first, because the Tyra of Yesachar was made possible only through the efforts of Zavulan supporting them. And the Arachayim explains that the reason why Zavulan can feel a simcha, a joy in their going out to do business, is because Yisachar is studying the Taira in his tent. Since Zavulan is allowing Yisachar to study Taira with his business ventures, it elevates everything Zavulan does in business, that he does when he makes a profit into doing a mitzvah. So he's engaging in a mitzvah, and therefore he experiences the simcha, which shows you how great there is the difference between a person who works just to earn money, rather as compared to a person who earns money for the purpose of supporting people in Tyra, charity, building a, supporting your family to, for tuition and to build a bias neman and to support your, your, your children to go al derech Tyra. Because when you have these higher kavanahs in mind, then the fulfillment of your going to work is a mitzvah. Unlike other people who work superficially just simply to earn the money. So therefore, when you have that kavana, and it's kedai, anyone who does go to work, to have those kavanas, I'm going to use this income, the extra income I may have, to support tamid chachamim, to support with tuition, to lead a Yiddish ashtub, to buy kosher meat, kosher food, so, of course, a high level of this Pasuk is about supporting Taira, but it applies to any time you elevate your earning money to a higher purpose, to serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu with it. But as far as supporting Taira is concerned, there's a story about a resident of Bnei Barak who appeared to be a simple person that passed away, and the Chazaynish was very old at the time, and attended the Levaya and walked on foot to the cemetery, which was outside the city, and although he usually did not do this at other funerals, and he was very weak, and he walked such a distance, which was a great effort for him, when he reached the cemetery, he had no energy left, and he had to lay down on a bench. And those close to him asked him, they were worried about his health, and they said, why were you Maisa Nefesh, and risked your health to show respect to this particular person? And the Chazaynish answered, this person enabled to study by sharing his income with them. And that's why I'm giving him Kavay. This is brought down in Paradar, volume 4, page 67 to 68. So you see that how, what, how key that is. And then it says, Moshe, the servant of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, died. The Rambam says in Elchish Tshuva, Perek, Hey, Halacha, Beis, that every person who wants to be a tzaddik like Moshe Rabbeinu, he has the ability to do so. Rav Chanan Vasaman explains, this does not mean, of course, that you could reach Moshe Rabbeinu's stature. Like by, 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 by Nevius, it says, like, come Moshe. There was only one Moshe Rabbeinu. But, rather, how could you explain the Rambam? Rav Chanan explains. You explain it the way the Radak 
interprets the words of Eved Hashem in Yeshua, Perak Aleph, Pasuk Aleph. It pays for everyone to look at that redak inside. But he basically explains over there that just as that all that a servant does is for his master, so to Moshe utilized all that he had for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. All of his abilities, all of his talents were used and devoted to serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And similarly, everyone who is also able to divide, to devote everything he has to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So it doesn't mean incapacity. You could be whatever level of competence or capabilities that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave you and is giving you. And that's okay. And that's your bracha. Hashem doesn't expect more of you than you're capable of. But what you are capable of, what your matana is, what the gift that Hashem gives you, you give it to Hashem and you devote the energies that our God give you, gives you to serve Him with. And that you can become, Moshe Rabbeinu, as great as Him, like the Rambam says. That just like Moshe used all of his kaychais, this great infinite almost kaychais, to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so do we, in our own limited kaychais, could serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu with all of our kaychais, with our whole, whole heart. And it's interesting, and it's brought down, that Rakiva Eger, his tzavo, said that his matzeva should say no words of praise other than, here lies Rabbi Akiva Eger, an Eved, to the servants of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And when the Chazaynish was nifta, Rabbi Sezal Meltz said about him, not everyone can become as great in Torah as the Chazaynish. But it's to, to study Torah with that Hasmada, that everyone can do. That's the concept, by the way. When one reads um, biographies of G'dayli Yisrael or learns about them and hears about them and sees the amazing things that they did, and a person can say to themselves, how could I reach their level? And how could I be like them? And the answer is you can, but not in the sense that you could do everything that they're capable of doing. They may have had special kishrinos, they may have had a special neshama, they may have had certain abilities that you don't have. That's fine. But you can learn from those gedolim to learn to do what you can do to take your kachos and serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You cannot become a Ramosha Feinstein in your Ga'inus in Halacha and in his, your Yediyah of Kala That is beyond your ability. But what isn't beyond your ability is to learn from Ramosha's Hasmada, to learn from Ramosha's Chesed, for, to learn from Ramosha his, his Anivas and to emulate that as best as you can do. And when you put in your full kaychais to that, that's how you're emulating them. And that's, in that sense, is what the Rambam is saying, is how every person could be as great as Moshe Rabbeinu. And that's how Rabbi Hanan Vasaman explains this in Kaibis Mamorim, page 48. And on the last Pasuk of the Torah, and by all the strong hand and awesome power that Moshe performed before the eyes of Klal Yisrael. And Rashi explains that the Yada Chazaka is in reference to Moshe Rabbeinu, accepting the Luchais from the hands of Kadosh Baruch Hu. And he was able to carry them in front of the eyes of all of Klal Yisrael. 
And Le'enei Ka Yisrael refers to Hamayish Rabbeinu's decision to break the Luchais in the presence of the entire nation. Yasher Kayach Sheshibarta. It's very unusual that the end of the Torah is in reference of a brokenness of Shreyas Allah Luchais. It's teaching you a deep lesson here. But one question arises, is why did he do that? Why did he break the Luchais? Why not put it away, hide it, or even ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu to take it back until they do tshuva, and then, of course, they would be worthy of receiving them. And also, how was Moshe able to break them? They weren't constructed of normal material. They were the handiwork of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They should have been unbreakable by a human being. And why was HaKadosh Baruch Hu not only not makbid about it, it didn't bother him, didn't take issue with Moshe's own action to break it, but he gave him a yashakayach for it. Moshe apparently felt that the people were not worthy of the luchais. But why was HaKadosh Baruch Hu happy with Moshe's decision, pleased with it? And it seems that what Moshe Rabbeinu was doing is teaching Klai Yisrael a very important lesson and that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu was happy about and agreed with. The Kotzka Rebbe said that there's nothing more whole as a broken heart. Life is filled with difficult situations. You have joy and happiness and confidence and excitement and love and in healing. But then there are moments in life that are causes a shattering. Similar to where you have in a rose garden, Right, and you see a thorn bush in the rose garden. We are confronted a lot with emotional pain, physical pain. We have trauma in our lives, financial challenges, a lot of issues involving our children. We live in sunshine and we live in rain. We live in darkness and we live in light. We live as wholeness with us, and we 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 are fragmented too, and we're broken. It's the experience of life. The experience of life is all these dimensions from the highest of the high to the lowest of the low. And how do we endure these shattering moments of life? Hashem says that this is part of life. This is part of our existence. Chazal is teaching us here that shivrei luchais, broken fragments of luchais, were kept together in the urn together with the whole luchais. It's telling you a powerful message the broken moments of life are just as significant for our growth as the whole moments in our life. Hashem's presence abides and is here not just with the complete, perfect luchais, but with the broken, shattered luchais as well. That is why HaKadosh Baruch Hu thanked Moshe for this, for breaking the luchais. Concealing it wouldn't have communicated this message of hope, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling you, I'm breaking it. It's broken, Luchais. But a Jew doesn't give up with the broken Luchais. Our whole Teresh Peh is because of those broken Luchais, where we have to work in Teresh to achieve what was lost in those broken Luchais. So in essence, this brokenness is not a brokenness of Yosh, of despair. This brokenness is a lesson of hope that no matter what, we may look shattered, but we are strong and we persevere. And we understand this. Part of the Shivrei Luchis is trying to tell us that we could serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu even when things are broken, even when we don't understand things, 
even when we're hurt, even when we're not our best selves, even when we're mere broken shards. And this is really the beauty, and we don't ask for it. We ask Hashem, please bring the Yeshua, take away pain from Klal Yisrael. And we have to ask to only bring shower us brachas. But through all the dark times, we persevered because of these shivrei luchas. Roshloi Mezalman brings down a different idea also about the breaking of the luchas in a positive light. And he suggests that although it seems that this seems a, a big critique on Klal Yisrael, the last Pasuk and what Rashi is saying it means that Hashem was disappointed in us and Moshe broke the Luchas after the Chet Egel, and, Hash- and Hashem said thank you for breaking it and it seems to be a critique and, and, a, and a negative on Klal Yisrael. But in reality it is a positive. Yes, they serve the golden calf which they did tshuva on but the broken Luchas is saying that I need Klal Yisrael and if they're not suitable for the Taira then there's no place for Taira. I need Klal Yisrael. I need Klal Yisrael. Like Pesach Sheni, where they screamed at Tommy, but I, I need that carbon Pesach. I must have that carbon Pesach. And he adds that this is, Roshan Mazaman says, that Shivri Luchais, the broken Luchais, were placed in the urn together with the second set of Luchais, the whole Luchais. Normally, in Kateger Nasa Right? A prosecuting attorney cannot become a defense attorney. So the question is, how could Shivrei Luchais, which represent the disappointment and the punishment of the Egel, the Cheta Egel, we don't put, the Kayin does not, Kayin God does not go into the Kaidish HaKadoshim with gold, not to remind of the Cheta Egel, but the Shivrei Luchais is a remembrance of the Cheta Egel. And yet we put it in the Koran itself, in the Kaidish HaKadoshim. So how could it be stored there if it's a symbol of the sinful behavior characterized by the broken luchas? But now it makes sense. We're saying that the shivrei luchas is our enduring bond with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Without the Jewish people, there's no Torah. We will never be exchanged for another nation. That's the greatest San Ega that could possibly be. And this is the lesson as we're going through past Simchas Torah, going into the dark months of the winter, and may those dark months bring the greatest light to us. But the idea behind it is, is that we take the Shevei Luchais, and we learn the lessons from it, and by doing that, there's a Yisraina Ar Min Darkness becomes light, in an unusual way, in a paradoxical way, in a certain sense, those broken Luchais are on a higher, deeper level than the whole Luchais. It is the most beautiful thing in the world. Especially after the tshuva of the Cheta Egel. And one of the biggest yisaitis, and I'm going to end off over here, and please listen carefully. The Torah ends with Shriras Aluchais. It's broken. And then what do we do? We go right back to the beginning of the Torah. The Reishis Bara Aleikim. We start from the Reishis again. We start anew. It's a fresh start. There's never really an end. Every end is really a beginning. We needed to realize this even after the Chorbis by Yisrishin, after the Chorban by Yisheni, after the terrible Crusades and the Spanish Inquisition and Tachvetat, and after World War II especially. 
Was there ever such a broken luchas as then? The destruction and end to a civilization that lasted for 2,000 plus years since even before the Chorban to a screeching halt in the most horrific fashion. What greater broken luchas is there than that? But what happens right afterwards? We go right back to Bereshis Bara Lekim. We start from the beginning again. And Vayoyma Hashem Yehi Oyer. And there's light. And we grow. And we build. All those people who lost their lives, Al Kiddush Hashem, they're with HaKadosh Baruch Hu by the Kisei HaKavayd. And they're whole. And the people who survived and are broken, they realize now, the Shivrei Luchais, that they're back and they start with Bereshis again. And that's one of the greatest lessons. Every Yerida is for an Aliyah. No one ever gives up. Never give up. You end the Torah, there's no end. You begin the Torah. It's all one circle. It's never ending. It's the life. And La'enei Ka Yisrael, this is one from, the, I think the Beis Yisrael said this, or the, or the Imre Emes, I think it was the Imre Emes that said this, after World War II. We don't understand it. We see that the, the, the that there was a shviras haluchais, but it was only le'ene kal yisrael. Really, the luchais are not broken. Now the question is, what do you mean? Hamayisha did break it. Those shivrei luchais are broken, and they're in the aron, and they are broken. But on a deep, deep sense, in the panemius of it, what the Imre Emes is saying is le'ene kal yisrael. The breaking brokenness of it is only for the eyes of kal yisrael. Chitzainius, to teach them that lesson. In Panemius, they were never broken. There's no brokenness. There's only wholeness. May HaKadosh Baruch Hu help. We begin the Torah anew again. It should be our revealed light for all of Klai Yisrael. All the darkness should be transformed into light. That the Shvir Salucha should create a healing. There's nothing more whole than a broken heart, but that broken heart should bring Simcha, all of Klai Yisrael as a whole, and each individual separately and uniquely, because each individual is, is a spark of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, should experience the Simcha, the Gashmius of Ruchnius together, to Mashiach Tzitkenu, B'mheira V'yameinu, Amen.